So I threw a quarantine party and nobody showed up. I was cool with that. Welcome to Episode 5 of Therese Talk. I'm your host, Therese Main. By day, I host a morning radio show on a network in New York and Pennsylvania. By night, I'm a podcaster because let's just face it, that's the only time of day us moms can get anything done. If you're like me, a woman, mom maybe, who loves Jesus and just wants to serve her family and community a little bit better, you're in the right place. In this episode, a story that might make you blush just a little bit, but it's hysterical, so I think it's worth it. It's the story of my husband's grandparents and what they wear or don't. And that's coming up later on. But first, our mystery guest. I say mystery because it was a mystery to me up until the very last minute. Like everything has gotten turned upside down in the past few weeks. Events canceled. Our guest was supposed to be on tour, but then coronavirus. So the tour canceled and suddenly he had all this free time. You met him first on TV and then on the radio. He's a busy dad, so he's talking to us from his car. It's American Idol's Danny Goki. How's your quarantine going? I hear you're eating everything in sight. Buying two weeks of groceries and consuming it in two days. Something's not right here. (laughs) You know what I mean? Now, pretty much since your kid's were born, you've been on the road. So this is kind of a weird thing for you to all of a sudden be home with all of them. Was that like culture shock for you? I remember jumping out to the bus because I was starting my tour, my spring tour. And I literally just thought, I said, I wish I could stay home and enjoy my house, enjoy the land I have, enjoy my kids. And we drove 20 hours to the East Coast for the show to cancel two hours before the show and then find out the entire tour canceled. Now I was like, God, why didn't you tell me 24 hours earlier? I lost, I mean, seriously, the losses were astronomical. Yeah. With the bus and the gas, I mean, just the driver fees alone because of such a long drive was $4,200. I'm like, God, I could have saved $10,000 in losses had you not told me. So you lose that. And, and we find out how unstable our financial culture really is. It's a new beginning, which I'm ready to embrace. And and I'm paying attention to what the Spirit has to say right now in this season, because I think God is doing the shaking. Doing a shaking in the, the world or in you or both or? Both. I believe God is shaking the earth. And I've, I've been thinking about the verse. I need to look it up, but it's out of Hebrews. And it talks about that God's going to shake and everything that is planted firm, you know, in Christ. I believe God's in this because nothing takes him by surprise. We know that. You know, we were all kind of out doing, keeping busy lives. I know for myself, the keeping up with the Joneses mentality. And you know, it's interesting in the church is that in the church, it's easy to do right things for the gospel, but yet wrap, you know, you were, we're hustling and we're wrapping it in the cloak of, well, I'm doing this for God. And this is what I'm called to do. When really, I wonder sometimes, and this is what I've been doing in this season is saying, all right, God, here I am. Prune me because I believe the shakings of you And I'm asking you to shake me. That's a hard prayer to pray because, I mean, I kind of like what I was doing and I like what I was. I'm going on and on and on. But I guess my whole point is saying, God, shake me, prune me, because I want to be more fruitful after this season. I don't want to waste this season of trial, this season of loss and finances. I don't want to waste it. I want it to refine me and make me more anointed, more effective and more in tune with him than ever before. For me, the simplest thing has been saying, It's shutting things down. Like, so what I've noticed in the industry is all the touring now has moved over to Facebook and moved over to Twitter. It's like everything has now changed to these new formats, which is great. 
but the temptation for me is to jump on right there, you know, right away. We got to perform, we got to produce, we got to make numbers work. We got to do these things. For me, it's been shutting off Netflix. It's been, I've been doing communion with my family. I believe in the power of communion because remembering what Christ did on the cross, it remembers us back together. The, the broken piece in our body is, you know, remembered into a, into a place of wholeness. We've been worshiping together as a family. There's this word that I believe God gave me at the end of the year, joining this new year. And it was out of Revelation 22. It's come, all who are hungry, come. Those who are thirsty, who don't have money to buy, come. You know, uh, and I really feel like that's what God is saying. He's spread this table and he's asking people to come. But instead of, you know, the work life distracting us, now we have Netflix, Hulu, social media. And I'm saying what I think as a church we're supposed to do is just to turn that all off and say, God, here I am. Speak. I just believe that fully. Is there something that you miss that that you can't have because you're social distancing? Ah, uh, friendships, <laughs> going out to eat, Therese, you name it. Like it's, I miss a lot of things, but I'm enjoying the new life and I'm intentionally trying to slow down. Right. I'm intentionally trying to slow down, uh, but I just missed hang times. I don't miss the busy schedule I had, you know, we can be busy, but not fruitful. And that's what I've noticed. Like I'm believing God's dealing with, at least in my life is about being more fruitful now pruning, but I do miss a lot of things. So how are you going to not get back to that crazy, busy schedule again? It's falling in love with Jesus again. You know, how do we allow distractions in? It really just comes down to what I think um, you make room for something else. Our heart only has so much, I guess, capacity. And if you open your heart to other things that get in the way of the gospel, like your busyness, your success, What's this doing? And we, as a church, like it's easy to wrap it up, but I'm doing this for Jesus, right? Um, no, but it's when you open your heart back up to God that, you know, Jesus said you've neglected your first love. And so um, immediately I'm thinking of like, I'm just making room for him in a way that I, I haven't done in a long time, you know? Do you think your show will change after this? I do. I do believe, uh, well, that's a loaded question because I don't think it's in a way that we think it's going to change. I'm just asking the questions. Like I jumped on the phone yesterday with Mandisa, with Natalie Grant. We all go to the same church and Carrie Job and Cody Carnes. And I'm like, you know, this between, I guess, the small group people. I said, well, what, maybe we need to focus on doing a tour that just forgets about all the fluff at times. And it's just focused on telling people about Jesus, that worship encounter, giving the gospel. Because I believe after this, the harvest is more ripe than ever before. And now I'm, I'm hitting from that point of view. Like, how do we harvest this and how do we work together? Like the another thing that came to mind was like, well, God, what's my part in the body of Christ? I want fruit. I want to look at things differently. And so now my ideas are changing, but it has to change. Have you been writing in this season or is there just not time to write? <laughs> oh, there's time to write. And I'm believing, I'm believing God. So my own personal life, I'm believing God, like Revelation 22, like that's like what the Lord spoke to me towards. It was December 26th. I remember I woke up in the morning and I heard it. His voice, not an audible voice, but I heard that voice and it was out of Revelation 22. And ever since then, I've been saying, God, is there a song in that? And what's, what's the melody of heaven? And what's the, the, you know, because God has the greatest melodies and the greatest songwriting ability in the world. I want to tap into that. So yes. And I've been, but I have been doing writing sessions and zoom sessions um, because I believe faith without works is dead. I'm, I'm hunting it down, asking the father, what is the song? Because I believe there's a lot of them there. Is there anything we can be praying for your family for? 
you know, there's this TV show that I've been producing and my family's a part of it, but it's this thing that I believe that God told me to build. And I've been working on this for about three years. It's been a slow process because I'm not trying to rush it, but I, I'm believing that God, we filmed six episodes already and we've been all over the country filming and it's a ministry idea, but it's going to reach to not just the church, but the people who never stepped a day in the church, you know? Um, I just need God's wisdom in that. I need wisdom, wisdom. I've been this year, I've been in the Bible like never before because I just want to, I love that the shaking happened now because my heart this year was already set towards the shaking, but in my pursuits in the, I feel like with this TV show, I'm building the art, but there's no rain. And so I think some people think I'm crazy, but I mean, God is the one who makes it rain. I just do the building. You know what I mean? And so I'm asking God to bring the right distribution partners, the right sponsors and the right content so that we can reach it. The, the TV show is based off of let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. And so I, I need prayer over that because that's what I'm building right now. Do you have enough Clorox disinfecting wipes? I use them all in my little music video I did. I did a song <laughs> called Wash Your Hands. <laughs> I wrote the song quickly, shot a music video quickly. It's pretty funny. If you get a chance, called Wash Your Hands. Thank you again for chatting with us. Appreciate it, Therese. Really good talking to you. I hope Take you're staying care. safe. Danny Gogi has a new song called Love God, Love People. It's on his Haven't Seen It Yet CD, and you'll have a chance to win it. Listen all the way to the end of this episode of Therese Talk. The next portion of Therese Talk comes with a warning. If you are easily offended and you know who you are, just scroll ahead. All right. This story goes down in infamy in our family. It's one we tell over and over at the dinner table. And it's just the craziest thing ever. When my husband and I were just engaged, we knew we needed to go to Florida so that I could meet his grandparents. They lived in Port St. Lucie, Florida. And so we decided to take a road trip down 95. We're going. We get to about Virginia. And he says to me, babe, my grandparents in Florida, they're nudists. And I'm like, wait, what? And he said, it's okay. It's not weird. Like they don't live in a nudist colony or anything, but just sometimes around their house, they'll take off their clothes. And I'm like, really? And he said, yeah, yeah. They won't be naked when we get there because they won't get undressed unless they're really comfortable with you. In fact, when we get there, they'll be wearing really old clothes because like they don't wear out their clothes very fast because, well, nudist. So I'm like, this is weird, but okay. I mean, he seems all right with it. And well, we're already halfway there. So we get to the house and sure enough, grandpa answers the door and he is in a full length brown polyester jumpsuit, you know, with the zipper that goes all the way up and the big floppy collar on it, right? And they seem nice and they're fully dressed. So okay, this is going to be an interesting trip. Uh, so we go to sleep that night. The next morning I wake up and I'm so relaxed. I'm on vacation. I'm in Florida. And <gasps> today might be the day I see naked old people. So I kind of peek out the bedroom door and, oh, they're fully dressed. That's okay. Cause like, they're not going to get naked until they're comfortable with me. And so I'm doing my best to charm them and, you know, show them how nice I am. And Scott and I are getting along and everything's great. And I can't wait to be married to him. And we're there three, four, five days and nowhere during that entire trip. And at no time during that entire trip, do they ever 
take their clothes off. And I'm crushed. And I'm crushed because it means they don't like me for some reason. We say goodbye, try to smile, get back in the car, and we're headed back up 95. We get to about Virginia again, and my sweet fiancé says to me, Oh, hey, that thing about my grandparents being nudist, I totally made that up. Oh, man, best practical joke ever, right? The reason I tell you this is because you have to be careful where you get your truth from. Now, I love my husband, and we are close, but he is not the ultimate authority on everything. God is. So be careful where you get your truth. Do you know God, or do you know things that people have told you? about God, if you haven't gotten it straight from the source, if you haven't found it in the Word of God, your Bible, then can you really, honestly, truly, with your heart of hearts, believe it? So have you talked to your doctor on telemed yet? I had a phone call with my doctor last week. We were talking about how to prevent coronavirus. And it bills through your insurance like an appointment. But they just don't want you coming into the office, you know, spreading germs and viruses. So you do it on the phone instead. And it's kind of neat. I guess this is a 2020 way to, you know, see your doctor. But we talked a lot about how to prevent coronavirus. And there were some tips that she shared that I thought might help you and your family to feel safe. It gives a little bit more of a sense of control, you know, that these are the things that I can do to prevent this thing. First of all, if you've listened in previous episodes, you know that I'm trying to cook sugar-free. My family uses monk fruit a lot, which is a product that you can buy. It looks like sugar, but it's derived from a fruit that grows in Asia that tastes sweet, but doesn't cause your blood glucose to rise so you don't get that swing of like, you know, sugar rush and then a crash afterwards or anything like that. So I modify a lot of recipes doing that. And sugar is one of the things in our body that causes bacteria and viruses to grow. And so by reducing that, well, you reduce the risk of this virus actually sticking in your body. Another thing she said to do is to stretch your lungs. And you may have noticed a lot more people walking around outside since we've been ordered to stay at home. And that's good. Getting outside every day for a walk or a run or playing with your kids, anything that makes you take those big, deep breaths, that's going to help because the coronavirus is a respiratory virus. So it attacks your lungs and it attacks the deepest parts of your lungs and kind of causes them to break down and stop functioning. And then it's hard to get that control back. But by using your lungs in a big way every day, you help to increase the elasticity and that helps them to be stronger, to be able to fight the virus. So if you're spending your time watching Netflix all day and just taking little breaths on the sofa, you're more apt to get sick and to get severely sick than if you're outside every day getting good, deep breaths. So do the things that kind of make sense for your family. Lots of rest, lots of fluids, lots of exercise, and you're going to do a much better job at preventing this virus from coming to your family. (music) 
Have you started working from home yet? Even on the Family Life Morning Show, we're working from home. Steve's in the studio and Randy's at his house and I'm at my house and we all connect on Microsoft Teams like everybody now or Zoom meetings if that's how you're plugging in. It's hard to get things done when you're at home. Have you noticed? I mean, especially if you've got other family members there, there's lots of interruptions, lots of really good conversations. But if you're trying to stay on task, that can be really hard. Make sure that you're creating space for work and space for home. A couple weeks ago when we had first started this stay-at-home thing, I was working all weekend. And by the end of the second week, I was pretty burnt out. And so I proclaimed to my boss, Friday at five o'clock, I am checking out. And I mostly did. I did a couple things, but it was so good to just clean out a closet and watch a movie and hang out with my kids a little bit. It recharged me so that I was a better worker. I've been having trouble staying on task lately. And a friend of mine suggested the big three. Every day you come up with three big things that you're going to tackle that day. Now, they might not all be really big projects, but three big points of focus. And that way, you're always looking to those three things. So if you get sidetracked on one, we'll just move on to the next so that at the end of the day, you can go, okay, one, two, three, done. And it gives you a sense of accomplishment. Remember, this is a season. We won't be doing this forever, although sometimes it feels like it. The best thing you can do is offer grace to the people in your home, offer grace to yourself, and take those moments to really show the love of Jesus to one another. something fun I want to add to every episode of Therese Talk. Like this is episode five. So I'd like to share a scripture with you that has a five in the reference. Today, Proverbs 3 verse five. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lead not unto thine own understanding. Of course, six is good too. In all thy ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. You know, if you're not sure during this time of the coronavirus outbreak, what's going to come next? And what do you do if your job is gone or if you don't have health insurance or if you're not sure if you can teach your kids? Trust in the Lord. Trust in him with everything you've got. He will never lead you down the wrong path. He will never lead you down the wrong path. Can I pray with you? Lord, thank you for every person who's listening to this podcast, God. I pray that you bless their family. I pray that you keep them safe and healthy. Lord, I pray over the world and our nation and our state, God, that you would help the medical professionals to do the right things, to help people to be safe and to stay alive, Lord. We know that this virus hasn't taken you by surprise, God. And so I pray for an ease of heart, a peace that passes all understanding, that people would come to know you in a deep, profound way because of a worldwide pandemic. Lord, I feel like the entire world has changed. And just in a matter of weeks, Lord, how it will change in such an amazing, profound way when you return. Father, we pray that you would return soon. In Jesus' name, amen.
Would you like to win a copy of Danny Gokey's latest CD called Haven't Seen It Yet? Go ahead and subscribe to Therese Talk. Yep, click that subscribe button and then take a screenshot showing that you've subscribed. Email it to win at fln.org. We'll pick five winners on May 1st, 2020.